0: Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here, and it is, come on, it is Wednesday, July 24th, he said without any hesitation. The big show, the large show, the grand show, with the boys show, maybe tomorrow? Yeah, because uh, another technical difficulty we had is that EJ, who happens to be a rock star, was singing in London... And is just coming back now, so back to New Zealand, that is, back to where her house is, not to where my house is. So uh, she is going to get that mastered and edited, and we'll get that out to you very, very soon. But in the meantime, you've just got me, I'm sorry to say. Hey, uh, have you heard about the uh, Hyundai's new Sonata Hybrid? Have you heard about it? So it's a Hyundai, and it's a hybrid. And you know what they're doing with this hybrid? They're sticking in a solar panel in the top of that thing. You know, we've talked about this before, the idea that you could put a solar panel on the top of the car or over all over the car, maybe one day. Um, and some people have been doing this. They've been doing it in prototypes, and uh, the Prius did it for a while. And uh, the new Prius looks like it's going to do it, not the one that's out yet, but sort of uh, coming in the future. Well, this is another car company that's doing it, and they're putting a panel up there, which they say is going to get, wait for it, approximately... 2.2 miles per day if there's six hours of sunlight. Now, that's not a lot, right? That's not a heap. But I do like this for a number of reasons, and I've said it before, but I'll say it again because we've got a new car with this on. it. And that is, even if you're not going to use this to, like, drive around with, if you leave your car outside a lot and you've got battery management, like you do in a Tesla where it's sometimes cooling, sometimes heating and doing stuff, that vampire drainage, along with other electronics that can drain the battery, would become a much less significant issue. This might be just big enough to make sure that if you parked your car with 300 miles in it and you came back and in a week, it would have about 300 miles in it. And I like that. It is a little disheartening, disquieting, disconcerting. When you park your car for a long time, you're hopping on the plane or doing whatever you're doing and to come back to the car and it's got way less range than when you uh, left. So I like this for no other reason than that. Now, with increased efficiency in solar panels and maybe the ability to incorporate these in other parts of the car, uh, we could get this up significantly higher. So I do not think that this idea of the solar-powered car is completely dead. We just need a little bit of solar power, not, you know, 60 miles a day or 100 miles a day kind of. Just give me a bit, give me 5 or 10 miles so that then things like battery drainage, the vampires, not so big a problem, you know? So hats uh, off to the Hyundai for chucking that puppy in there. And do you remember on yesterday's Elon Daily? I'm sure you do, because it's really pretty interesting stuff when I'm talking. Let me tell you. woo! We're talking about the Model Y. We're talking about the fact that they are really simplifying the cabling and how in the Model S, I think they had three kilometers of cabling. And then in the Model 3, they're talking about 1.5 and then in the Model Y, they're talking about like 150 yards of cabling, all simplified down, right? Well, another thing that Elon suggested back in the day, in prior times, is that they would really like to get to the point where they could do basically an entire stamp of the car out of a single sheet of aluminum or some mix of aluminum and steel. So in the 3 and the S and everything everything else, they've got lots of different parts. So... If they could do one part, wouldn't that be amazing? Well, they just filed a patent for a gigantic stamping machine that can basically stamp an entire Model Y in one go, is what it sounds like. Now, again, you've got to remember this is just a patent. That doesn't mean they've necessarily made it or that it will be made, and sometimes these patents are just defensive. But if they can do this, this is another way to radically, incredibly reduce the cost and theoretically increase the speed of being able to produce Model Y. One gigantic stamp, Ping! and there is the uh, basically the bare bones of your Model Y. And then you go and throw in your cabling, stick some wheels and some electric motors on that, and you're done. Make one of these every 10 seconds. I'm not sure how fast you could make it, but that has got to be a huge stamping press to do this. But go check it out on Electric and other places because it's uh, pretty interesting. But it's got to be large, huge, and grand. But boy, then the robots really could be building the cars. Which again, could be bad if you've got too many robots and not enough people. And then if the robot takes over and becomes sentient, now it's going to be able to crush us easily and make a car at the same time. So you've heard about SpaceX, right? You know about SpaceX, right? Why is SpaceX so much cheaper at putting stuff up into the uh, atmospheres than everybody else? It's a lot of things, but one of the things is reusability, right? So tomorrow, if all things go well, at about 6.24 Eastern Daylight Time, there's going to be another flighty flight up to the International Space Station. In this flighty flight, they're going to take up cargoed capsule C-108, which has actually had three prior flights, no, two prior flights. This will be the third one. So this will be the third time they've used that Dragon capsule, and they're going to shove it full of stuff for the people up there in the international space station but at the same time it's going to be pushed up there by a falcon 9b 1056 block five booster which has also been reused for the second time so if this works you've got a capsule that's been up there three times and you've got a booster that's been up there two times and in general they say that the uh, bringing these back and um, cleaning them up and putting a, some fresh paint or whatever it is that they do and reusing them drops the price of that flight by 50%. 50 50%, percent. 50 percent. ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So as Elon said way back in the day, you know, if you had a pallet of 30 to $60 million flying through space and flying through the air, you try and catch it. Well, they're catching giant pallet loads of cash. And this is part of the reason Why SpaceX is so competitive and is, like Tesla, moving the space industry to more and more reusability. It's kind of crazy that we just used to throw away these things worth tens, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars, so nice work. Everybody should recycle, and so is SpaceX. So the last story for today is one that I think is actually more complicated than it seems. So it's about the fact that New York wants Tesla to open up its supercharger network to other nozzles, as it were, so that uh, other people can use it to charge fast. And Tesla doesn't want to do that. The way that they want to pressure, New York wants to pressure Tesla to do it, is say, well, then you're going to have to pay the full charge for peak rates of electricity, which is substantial. And they've really been pushing Tesla and saying, we're going to do this. And Tesla's sort of taken them to court and all the stuff, and they can't get it changed. And and ChargePoint also is on Tesla's side, but something to do with if it's a new installation, then you've got to do this. And they don't necessarily want to do it as well. And so it's all a bit confusing. And Tesla has argued, look, most people want to buy a Tesla. You know, We've sold 80% of the electric cars in New York State in the last couple of years are Tesla. So kind of leave us alone. And please don't make us get charged these uh, big, big rates. So I don't know what's going to happen here. But I think with Tesla having now V3, solar, And batteries, they're probably going to get away with uh, not having to deal with this. If they install in all the New York areas, solar panels and batteries with enough capacity to do this, they might be able to get away with most of these uh, charges. If they don't, you are going to see substantial increases in your supercharging during the busy times, because I just don't see Tesla putting on a CCS and a Chatham or whatever else uh, New York State wants. So if anybody knows more about this then feel free to send me a note, because uh, I'm not exactly sure the details on this, but it seems that there is some arguments to be made on both sides. On the one hand, it would be great, because the Tesla network is so good, to open it up to other EV users so that they could also drive everywhere across this fine land and other fine lands with fast DC charging, but um, that's not really something that I want, because... I think that they're overburdened a lot of the time already, and that would just sort of crush them, even though still most of the EVs are Tesla. Adding maybe another 20% to that in one fell swoop would be bad. In general, though, I do think it would be way better if we had one really fast-charging standard that everybody used. And I know that I was very critical of Tesla when they first came out and decided, look, we're going to have our own brand of uh, fast-charging because we just don't think the rest of you are getting your act together. And that's been proven correct. They by far have the best supercharging, the fast charging, and they have the best distribution of that charging. So I think they should get some love for having done that. And it's sort of the moat around which they can sell many more Teslas. And so the other good thing is that I think this will really push them, if this is not sort of just in New York, but in lots of other places, it'll push them to put in those solar panels and to use those big batteries because you do not want to be charged this extra amount. My name's Mel Herbert. The show is Elon Daily. It's part of Talking Tesla and uh, we'll talk tomorrow.